Hey, listen, if you would, in the bulletin you received on the way in the door, you'll find one of our study guides. If you would uh, take that out, you may find it helpful. Uh, you can also take advantage of the pens and the clipboards and the book rack in front of you if you would like to grab one of those. Today I'm going to uh, jump out of a normal routine of teaching for me in, in one way. Typically I am a introduction, main points, conclusion type person, but uh, today because of the nature of what we're studying, God has just led me in a different direction. So if you will allow me to forego the introduction, we're just going to jump right into the heart of the study. And from there, we're going to introduce the topic through the first two points, and you'll see where we're heading. Uh, I believe that it will be best for our understanding. Uh, that's the primary reason I'm going this direction. Uh, this is certainly the way God has put it on my heart, so I believe that uh, following His plan is always the best, so we'll just see what happens with it, okay? So if you've got your notes out, your study guide ready, get ready to write, because what we're going to do is walk through a series of questions. And these first two questions are actually getting us to the third question, which I consider to be the one that was really impressed upon me this past week. And uh, I think that will be obvious when we get to it as well. So jump in with me. Number one, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of life? I believe that there are people everywhere struggling with this in three different ways. Struggling with this question in three different ways. Number one is the obvious way. Uh, they're struggling with an ability to understand, is there actually a purpose for my life? Is there a reason I'm here? I can remember being in this category prior to salvation. I can remember being at the place to where I searched for something to fill the emptiness in my life in so many ways. Ways that I would, have been, I would be embarrassed to share with you. And what I found was that they would bring me temporarily... Uh, temporary uh, pleasure, but they would not bring me lasting satisfaction. And I was trying to find a way to fill this emptiness in my life, trying to satisfy this yearning in my life, and I would do that through many means, but I could never find a way to keep that satisfaction. It was always fleeting. And I believe the problem for me was that I did not understand that there was a purpose for my life, or at least at that point in my life, I did not accept that there was a purpose for my life. And I believe there's so many people, probably in the auditorium, there are people here, probably watching online, that are in the same situation, that you're trying to find purpose for life. You're looking for something to say, is there a reason I'm even here? And I've got some really good news for you, because certainly there is a reason for your existence. In fact, the primary reason for our existence is all the same, and that is that we are to glorify God. God has given us the responsibility to glorify Him. In speaking to uh, or of mankind in the book of Isaiah, God says this, Isaiah 43, 7, whom I created for my glory. Okay, why were we created? Why did God put us here on the earth to give glory to Almighty God? Paul takes it even a step further when he tells us this. He says in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Now that's going to be extremely important as we move a little deeper into our study today. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, 
Do it all for the glory of God. So God's given us a responsibility. There's a place in our life that says, here's where fulfillment is found. And fulfillment is found in honoring God by doing what we've been created to do. And that is glorifying Him. So is there a purpose for life? Absolutely. What is that purpose? The purpose is that we are to glorify God. Now the second issue I think people have with this is that they say, okay, but, but God is independent. God is, in other words, God is not dependent upon anyone or anything. He's self-sustaining. He doesn't need me. He didn't create me so that I could fulfill an emptiness in his existence. He didn't create me so that I could do something that he could not otherwise do. That's not the way God works. God is purely independent of anyone else and anything else. He doesn't need us. And so some people look at this and say, well, if I've got a purpose in life and yet I'm so meaningless, what is the use? And they look at the issue at hand and they say, I am so unimportant. God doesn't need me. He doesn't have to have me. There's no reason for me to even be here. And yet what they may fail to understand in the process of thinking this way is that, guess what? God gave us importance when he created us for the purpose of giving him glory. God established an importance for my life when he said, here's why I put you here on this earth. I put you here so that you will give me glory. You will glorify me. The psalmist, in thinking about this, in Psalm 86, 12, says, I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. Forever. But then there's a third issue. And unfortunately, this is where I fall. This past week, God did something in my life that he does systematically throughout my life. He has done this about every year, every year and a half, sometimes two years, he's, he's really gotten my face about something, and that is about this matter of glorifying Him. Because for me, it's not a problem to know that I've been created for the purpose of glorifying God. There's purpose for my life. It's not a problem for me to understand that there is importance for my life, that God created me for a specific reason, and I have importance, and, and I need to fulfill my purpose. I know that there's a reason I'm here. But the problem I seem to fall into, and the reason I believe God confronted me with this this past week, is because there are times that even though I know my life is to continually glorify God, I realize that it doesn't always do that. Yeah, I realize that there are times that my life has a purpose, and yet even though I know what that purpose is, I know that purpose is important, I fail to follow through and accomplish what God has created me to do. That then, in my way of thinking, brings us to the second point. Second question is simply this. Okay, so then if it's important for me to glorify God, that's why I'm here, then what does that mean? What does it mean to glorify God? What does God mean by this? He's created me to do this, and therefore... It ought to be vital that I find out exactly what that means. I think that's a really good question to ask. If you're telling me this is my purpose in life, then what, what am I supposed to do with that? 
I want to give you a definition. I believe in your notes you have a place to put this definition. If not, just write it in under point number two. But to glorify God means this. It means to acknowledge His greatness. Simply to acknowledge the greatness of God. And then to honor Him by praising and worshiping Him based upon that knowledge. Based upon this information that we have obtained, the greatness of God, we are to acknowledge that greatness and then take it a step further to honor Him by praising and worshiping Him because of what we know, because of what we've acknowledged in life. Okay, so still, maybe that's unclear. Okay, how does that look in day-to-day living? I want to give you three thoughts And I really wish you'd just label these A, B, and C and write them in because I think they'll help you as you go back. At least they've benefited me. I think it'll help you as you go back and look at your notes and and you refresh in this on a continual basis. So letter A, how do we do this? Number one, we acknowledge it, first of all, to ourselves. We acknowledge it to ourselves. Okay, we acknowledge the greatness of God, first of all, to ourselves. Okay, what does that mean? Well, this is something that begins on the day of my salvation. That I acknowledge the greatness of Almighty God. You think about it. Coming to salvation means that I have come to understand that I am a sinner. I've rebelled against God. I've broken God's commandments. And as a result of my sin, I can do absolutely nothing to protect myself against the wrath of Almighty God and an eternity in the lake of fire. There's nothing for me to to, to overcome that. But to recognize this sinful condition and then to acknowledge the greatness of God's love and that He sent His Son to die in my place, to take my punishment so that I could be forgiven and so that I could enjoy the presence of Jesus Christ in a place we refer to as heaven after I step from this life into the next is an incredible place for me to glorify God. Begins at my salvation. You say, well, Tom, I I haven't gotten to that place yet and yet I still glorify God. Okay, now this is important to think about because when I fulfill my purpose, I'm giving God what He desires from my life, but in turn, what does God do for me? He brings me fulfillment. He brings me satisfaction. So for the person who says, well, I'm I'm not a child of God, but I still glorify God, is to say that somehow I have gotten this satisfaction, but I want you to know that it's impossible For you to have experienced continual satisfaction in life from God when you say you're glorifying Him and yet all the time you're rejecting His Son. You see, for me to acknowledge the greatness of God is to understand my need of the Savior. And for me not to accept God's Son as my Lord and Savior is for me to reject Him to reject the greatness of God, to reject the greatness of God's plan, to reject the greatness of God's love for my life. And there's no way in that state that I'm giving God through my life what He deserves from my life. And as a result, there is no way that I have found the contentment and the satisfaction in my life 
that comes at the moment of my salvation. But now, since that's true, it's also true to take this the other direction. Okay, this is something that begins at the moment of my salvation, but please know it's not supposed to end there. I am to continually acknowledge to myself the greatness of Almighty God in day-to-day life. Because when I fail to acknowledge the greatness of God, and all of a sudden I'm no longer fulfilling my purpose, and now the emptiness... That desire for satisfaction comes back. And the problem here is that I begin looking once again for ways to fill that emptiness. And generally those ways are found in what I used to be before my salvation. Generally those are found in lust, pornography, drugs, alcohol, Greed, bitterness, angerness. I'm trying to do anything I can to fill an emptiness that can only be satisfied when I live up to the purpose of my life. And that is to glorify God. So then I have to acknowledge on a day-to-day basis the greatness of God. I actually have to invest time, just as we talked a few weeks ago about investing time, intentionally investing time to to build the bonds of marriage, to strengthen your marriage. We also have to do the same thing in our relationship with God the Father. We invest time thinking about the greatness of God. This past Wednesday night, Jason had us stop in the middle of singing. He said, I want you just to think about what God has done for you this past week. Now, honestly, for some, it might have been a a mindless place. You know, them thoughts might have been everywhere else. Uh, We all do that. We get distracted. But for me, that was a very refreshing time. My thoughts were already obviously on this message. I knew where this was going today. And God just flooded my heart with what he's done for me just in the past week. And I can't tell you the blessings that I got out of knowing the greatness of God. You see, there's a reciprocal thing taking place here. I'm giving God what he desires for me. And in turn, God's giving me exactly what I need in my life. God's giving me contentment and satisfaction that is found nowhere else but in fulfilling my purpose. So then I have to, on a day-to-day basis, acknowledge the greatness of God to myself. But let her be. Not only do I need to acknowledge it to myself, but then I need to take it and I need to acknowledge the greatness of God to others. Think about this for a second. I believe one of our greatest tools in witnessing to people is not beating them over the head. It's not condemning them or pointing our finger at them or belittling them. I think that's a worthless effort. 
But one of our greatest tools in witnessing to people is simply telling them about the greatness of God. Simply sharing with them what God has done for us this week. Hey, it's okay to tell them about what God did for you 10 years ago or 50 years ago. That's fine. But people want to know that God's still at work in your life. People want to know what God is doing for you right now. And I'm not talking about badgering people and just continually slamming them with these things. But when God brings it into your heart in the presence of someone that you just share with them. And something remarkable happens. Because it is in that moment that we plant a seed of faith in their lives. And other people will plant seed. And we have an opportunity to plant more seed. And others will come along and will water that seed. They'll say amen to what we've told you, told them. You know, we may tell someone that, that God has taken care of our family through a very difficult time. Someone else will come along and say, you know what? That happens all the time to Christians. And they water the seed a little bit. But what happens in the process is that God's Holy Spirit takes the seed. And the watering has been done. And he brings about fruit. He brings them to a saving knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ. God uses our acknowledgement of his greatness to bring about the salvation of others. What a responsibility we have. To acknowledge the greatness of God to ourselves, to others, but then let her see. We also have to acknowledge the greatness of God to God himself. Did you know that God wants us to acknowledge his greatness? He knows our heart. He knows what's in there. He really does. He knows if, if we're grateful. He knows if, if glory is exuding from our lips and from our actions. He knows all of that. But what he really wants is for us to show him also. How do we do that? What does that look like? I want to just give you two simple ways. First of all, we acknowledge the greatness of God to God himself by reading his word. By reading his word. By being in the Bible. By me saying this word of God is so important to me. Because it guides me, it directs me, it, it warns me, it chastens me, it, it puts me on the path of life, it shows me how I'm supposed to go, it shows me the promises of God. It's so important for me and so important to me that I must invest time out of my day in the Word of God. I have to be in God's Word. What am I saying? God, you're important to me. I recognize your greatness. But not only being in the Word of God, but I want you to know that another way to acknowledge the greatness of God to God is to pray. To pray. When I pour my heart out to God, and I'm telling Him about the problems in my life, and I'm telling Him about the struggles, and I'm telling Him about the issues that my friends are facing, and I'm asking him for guidance and wisdom. And I'm asking him to meet my needs. I'm asking him to protect my family. What am I saying? God, I recognize your greatness. This isn't something I can do. This is something only you can do. And in my prayer of humility, 
Humility is me saying, God, I don't have the ability, but you do. In my prayer of humility, I am expressing the greatness of Almighty God to God Himself. And I believe in the process of this, God is greatly glorified through our lives. So then here comes the biggie. For me anyway, number three. Am I living up to this? How successful am I in fulfilling my purpose? How successful am I in fulfilling my purpose? Okay, so when God confronted me, there were several questions that came into my thoughts. And I had no doubt that this wasn't something that I was manufacturing because I'm kind of satisfied where I am most of the time. But God was trying to move me a little bit forward. In fact, I believe he's wanting to move me a whole lot forward. And so the questions came out, are my motives really pure when I say I'm glorifying him? Or am I really more concerned about my own glory? Because let me just, the reason this is called transparent is because that's what I want to be today. I really want you to, to hear my heart. I want you to hear the problems that I'm facing, the, the confrontation that God had with me this week, because I want you to get a sense of how serious this is. This isn't something to take lightly. This is our purpose for existence. For me, I am very much by nature a people pleaser. Now, I'm getting a little better at that. God's taught me through the years that I need to really be more concerned about what He thinks about me than what others do. He's taught me that, but I, I still, my nature is that I, I want to please. I want to please. And as a result, there are times when I'm standing up here talking to you that while in my heart I really want to glorify God, What's really on my mind is, how is this coming across? Because I want people to think I'm doing a good job. I want people to think that, uh, that I've worked hard, that I've studied, that I've prepared. And I don't know that that's all wrong, but I think in the process of that, what God was saying to me was, but Tom, you're really forgetting about what's important. You're really concerned about you in this. And it doesn't seem that you're really all that concerned about me in this. And so the questions, are you more concerned about your greatness or mine? You see, I, I, I know who I am. I know that I'm not some super spiritual giant. I know that. I know that I haven't achieved a level that everybody else should hope to attain. <laughs> I'm aware of that. And yet when I talk to people whether it's here or just one-on-one. -on -one. 
I sometimes want to convince them that I am. And God has just broken it down for me this week. You better come to understand who's important in this relationship. You better come to understand what's important in this relationship. You better come to understand what it means to fulfill your purpose in life. If you want me to bless you, if you want me to bring satisfaction and fulfillment into your life, and if you want me to do through you the things that only I can do through you. Well, this is not an easy thing for me to share with you. I think it is so necessary that God bring us to an understanding of His glory. Is there a purpose for my life? Absolutely. That purpose is that I glorify God every day of my life. That I intentionally take time to think, how is this going to glorify God? How am I going to glorify God when I'm getting ready for work? How am I going to glorify God? And this one's a tough for me. How am, how am I going to glorify God when I'm driving to work? That's a tough one for me. How am I going to glorify God when I'm at work, when I'm talking to my friends, that I'm intentionally thinking about not how am I going to come across, not how are people going to look at me, but when this is all said and done, how are people going to look at God? When it's all said and done, are they going to acknowledge His greatness? Or are they going to acknowledge my greatness? So what do we do with this information? For those who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm praying that today you will give your life to Him. I'm praying that today you will come to know Jesus Christ as Savior of your life. In just a few minutes, we're going to give you an opportunity to do just that. And there's no cost, no obligation, just simply giving you information about God's greatness and His plan for man's salvation. For those who have been born in the family of God and yet you realize today maybe like I did this past week that you haven't been that successful in fulfilling your purpose. And as a result of struggling in this area, it's brought us back to a place where we struggle in other areas. And sin has taken over in some places. That today you will do what I did this past week. And you will confess that to God is sin. Because it is. God, I'm sorry. You gave me a responsibility and I have failed. Please forgive me. 
and that we set our hearts and our minds on intentionally determining how best to bring God glory. That we contemplate, we think, we make a list, we keep a diary, whatever. What I need to do to glorify God. If you're writing it down, I wish you would. That you not only write down your successes, but you also write down your failures. I was talking to my neighbor today, and instead of planting a seed of faith, instead of acknowledging the greatness of God, I tried to make myself look better. Because this isn't something that we say, okay, I want to do, and boom, okay, it's all done, everything's fine. This is a place where we grow day to day. Every day we acknowledge our failures, we acknowledge our successes, and we, we commit and submit ourselves to God to do better the next day. We grow. We have slip-ups and we fall, but we get back up and we get going to fulfill our purpose so that God in return fulfills our lives so that we don't wander into things we have no business being in. For the final group, maybe you'd say, you know what, I, I'm doing that. I really do it pretty well. Thank God for you. If there's anyone in here who fits that bill, I would imagine you're definitely in the minority. But thank God for you. Please don't get proud. Stay humble. Thank God for what He's taught you. And commit and submit your life to Him to continue to grow in it. And then pray for the rest of us. Pray for the rest of us who are struggling. God will grow us as well. So that we can give Him what He so richly deserves from us. An acknowledgement of His greatness.